Okay, so this is uh, Ramon Chabron and Boots Guajardo. Boots Guajardo. This is Dos Pistoleros. Dos Pistoleros. And this is our podcast. This is the very first edition of our podcast. And we've been talking about doing a podcast for a long time now, right? A long right? time, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think I was recently inspired because we talked about it for a while. And then we kind of got away from it. It was the Golovkin-Canelo fight that really, like, is where I really yeah. wanted to do one. Because I was so, the very first one, I was so upset with right. the... And you and I oh, were not yeah. on the same page in that no, fight. No, which no. a lot of times we go for the same guy, but yeah. we were not going for the same guy. In, in one or two. Yeah. I, I think I think Golovkin still got robbed in one. Yeah. Two was a, a way closer fight. It's an argument for either war. I mean, and it's, I tend it's, to it's, agree with you on that. That the first one was more Golovkin, and the second one was probably closer to a draw. Mm-hmm. Then it should have been. Yeah, the, the first one probably should have been Golovkin. The second one should have been the draw versus the opposite of what happened. You know. Right. But you also got to look at Canelo's the bigger money maker. He's the big. I mean, there was something said about the Mexican market in boxing, like how much they bring to boxing you know when Chavez was champion like how much they merchandise people that go to the fights they just bring so much to it that's why I love that Andy Ruiz is the new heavyweight champ because and we're gonna touch we're gonna touch on that of course I I I I agree with you 100% I think that people just love the style whether you're black or white or Hispanic or whatever I think that people really like to see a true warrior in there, you know what I mean? Just and walking down punches, why, yeah. I think that's the reason why a lot of Mexican boxing fans were going for Golovkin in the Canelo fight. I think I was going for Canelo because I was hoping that he would be the new... The new Chavez kind yeah, of thing. That, that and, new, and he just, it's just not his style, so... I was so, I was so upset with Chavez Jr. when Chavez Jr. fought Canelo, because Chavez Jr. was the bigger guy. And he was getting walked down. And he looked like he didn't really even want to be in that fight. He was just there for a payday. Because he, when he did flash some some brilliance, he did good. You know, because you even say that Canelo has that kind of laziness. It gets to in a period Chavez, of fight. Yeah, Chavez had no intention of winning that fight whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He wanted a he paycheck. Wanted, yep. And that was so irritating for a, yeah. for a boxing fan. Especially like knowing me. who his dad is. Yeah. The mm-hmm. lineage that he comes from. Like, yeah. You know. Oh, so man. speaking of that, I was obviously recently inspired by the Andy Ruiz uh, Joshua fight, which I was crazy to me in that fight is that that guy got a lot of guff afterwards over his physique over. Oh yeah, it was horrible. I think it's a common misconception. Especially in the world we live in nowadays, you know. Oh yeah, the, the, a good-looking girl looks like this, or a good-looking guy looks like that, and really those tools are nil when you step inside the ropes. Oh yeah, it comes down to one thing and one thing only: which guy is the better fighter, and who has the animal instinct inside that, oh, that yeah. dog willing to fight. You know, Ruiz got put down first, and you saw the difference when he got up. He was like he was mother a different guy. Yeah, he was that, pissed. Yeah. He was like, "All right, all right, you, you caught me slipping." But now I'm going to catch you because he knew Ruiz was going to come in or Joshua was going to come in. Right. And he, Joshua did come in. He caught him with the left, but he did what Mexicans are so known for in boxing. Right. He walked right through that punch, took it on the chin and just threw a punch his own. And he caught him with the left as well. And then he, that first left that when he took the punch, he taught the, threw that overhand left hook that uh, 
went over the reason uh, Tosh was brought, uh, right, and it, it kind of stunned him. And then he threw a left. But he retaliated immediately. Yeah, it was an immediate. It was like two. But that one wasn't really the one that did the damage. It was one that set up the next two. Because in the second one, it kind of, it didn't really wobble him. But then the third one, people don't know if there was actually three left hooks. He threw a first left hook when he got hit. When Joshua hit him with the left hook, he walked through. He was throwing uh, his own left And that pushed Joshua away. Or pushed Joshua to, to cover. Then he, that's when he threw a left hook. That caught him, and Joshua like popped his head up to throw a punch, and then another left hook. He doubled it up, caught him on the temple, and that's when you just saw Joshua's legs, you know, Bambi on ice. Yeah. To quote uh, Lennox Lewis and all the old timer guys, he's on Queer Street. <laughs> the old time boxing man. I used to love when he used to say yeah. that. It was so funny. Yeah. And, and and I think that's what you know. It doesn't bother me that he was underestimated coming into the fight. I think I because I I probably underestimated him too because I didn't know who the fuck he was. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean. I mean so he, that didn't bother me as much as like the almost backlash that he received after brutally beating the guy is what he did. Beat him in a submission, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, you can, you know, there are fluke fights in boxing and you see it happen like a guy gets a lucky punch and, you know, Lennox Lewis is I was a perfect the Rockman example. Lewis fight. That was, yeah. that's a perfect epitome of the yeah. lucky punch. Right. And 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 uh, I think that when you watch the Ruiz fight, at least as long as you're not watching the highlights and you're watching the actual full fight, you can see from the very first bell, Ruiz went in there to become the heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, yeah. He had no intention of collecting a paycheck and going home. His... I love the... The, the mentality of the movies. Yeah. I love the... I love the... Uh, the uh, pre-fight deal where they're where they're uh, facing each other off and stuff, uh-huh. and, and uh, Anthony Joshua's got his four belts and he's holding his four belts up, and he asks uh, Ruiz uh, in the same manner that that Mayweather did with Canelo said, "Do you want to hold my belts?" And, goes, yeah. and Canelo was like, "No, I don't want to hold your fucking belts." You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then, uh, but Ruiz was like, "Yeah, let's." Yeah, I'll do it because because he has that. He's such a. They say he's such a nice guy. I mean. From what I've seen in the interviews of him, he, he's just a down-to-earth guy yeah. that happens to have some hands. But he walked in there, he walked in there with every intention oh, of walking had, away with those belts. Oh, exactly. Yeah. He said, yeah, I'll take a picture with them. So, like, yeah. and that's all, and you know what, that to me, was that's like more. premonition or something. Yeah, it's premonition, but it's also, to me, that's more of a head game than, you know, the way Mayweather did it to Canelo. And he kind of got Canelo says, like, no, you know, he was kind of mad, yeah. and, you know, I don't want to hold him. Versus Ruiz, who said, yeah, sure, let me hold him. Yeah. And it's almost like, okay, that, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. He, he's willing to, well, okay, whatever. So then now it kind yeah, of... Yeah, it it's almost kind of an intimidation factor. Like, you're, he's trying to do it during the face-off yeah. to, like... Intimidate him a little bit. Yeah, but and then, it didn't work at all. It was like, fact, sure, let me, yeah, yeah. let me pose for a fucking picture. <laughs> in fact, it went opposite. I think it, it, it helped him... Put it put Joshua's guard down because I think Joshua was a bit surprised by the fact that he such a nice said guy. yeah said, I'll hold the belts or whatever. Joshua kind of walks away for a second, throws a couple of air punches, and and like you you kind of see a like, little look on his face like is this guy serious? It almost was a kind of a cringe moment where like I don't I don't even know what to say about yeah it, it was a joke but then he accepted it. But the fact that he accepted it was yeah. like it kind of backfired on him like. Yeah, this is really awkward now. You know what I mean? But yeah. I thought it was really cool. Uh, 
Ruiz, oh. congratulations to him. He's a stand-up oh, guy. Yeah. I, I couldn't ask for a better person. And Mexican boxing is alive and well. Oh, and, yeah. And, and yeah. it's crazy because for so many years, I've been waiting for it to... to like the, Just to have that... That, that 90s guy. heyday, you know, when when, oh, yeah. when it wasn't even just Mexicans. It, it was the, the Latin thing when you had... Remember the, the... You know, you even had... Back in the day, you even had Marquez, who, who a lot of people kind of criti- criticized and said... Well, he doesn't really have a Mexican style. Even him, when he was getting hit, he was throwing back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Greatest counter puncher in the history of boxing. Look, look, look at his Pacquiao opinion. fights. His Pacquiao oh, yeah. fights. He was he was still throwing. He was getting dropped, and he yeah. When he finally knocked Pacquiao out, yeah. he had broken nose. He was hurt. Yeah, you know. And and that was the one <clears throat> fight where Pacquiao looked like he was just dominating it, and then and then Marquez just said, "Yeah, no, yeah. I'm uh, not going to the gym." Even after he got thing. dropped, he was like, "Okay." Like it was almost like what Joshua did to Ruiz yeah. and Ruiz. After Ru- Josh uh, Ruiz got knocked down, came back and was just like, "All right," and that's what happened with Pacquiao. Pacquiao got dropped. Then he did what Ruiz did to Joshua. He started dominating him. Yeah. But I, I really says a pinch of salt. Ruiz uh, Marquez has had more of the fight that night. More, more of the 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 one, the one. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't see it in Joshua's face when once. He started take, getting beat versus Marquez was like, all right, it's a fight now, you know, and that's that Mexican style. Okay, it's a fight now. And that actually tends to Marquez, I think. That's why he was able to get that that counter punch because, you know, Pacquiao was jumping in, jumping out at will, you know, hitting him at will. And he's, and like, he's a great counter puncher. So he just bit his time, timed it. And Perfectly. As soon as he hopped in, I mean, you see him bouncing. He bounces in, and then he was just asleep on the. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was actually a scary moment. Like one, yeah, very scary. One of the scariest knockouts I've seen yeah. from welterweights. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. <clears throat> I've seen some scary knockouts in the heavyweight division that that where you you know you get those goosebumps because you go, is this guy going to get back up again, or is he going to be the same person oh, that he does? What's you know? what's what's the guy's? I always forget. I was going to mention him earlier. The guy that uh, was in the Rocky movie. He was Tommy the Machine Gun was was his name in the Rocky movie. Yeah, Tommy Morrison. Tommy Morrison, where when like he, he, if you could survive his barrage, the one trick pony. I call yeah. him the one trick pony. Glass day, he, glass jaw. He had all yeah. kinds of names. He went down so easy. Yeah, but but he, he had he, this left hook that killer. Just, yeah, still in my opinion, one of the best left. Oh yeah, hooks it's, ever it's, in the it's, it's boxing, especially in the and he threw it like Tyson too. He could throw it from eight feet away. You know, yeah, he had he, yeah. he had that slip, he had that and motion. Yeah, it was just it's it's funny because you watch the Rocky movies, and there's the one where he's training with uh, for the Ivan Drago fight, and they show basically how, almost how to throw that that punch where they have the the string, and he's coming in and he slips under it and he's going and he's slipping on he's throwing that punch, and that's how you could throw that hook from right. far away because right. you're slipping under that. Yeah. And you're slipping and, under his and, punch. And it almost emulates a, like you're going to throw a right cross to the body. So when you go down, yeah. obviously the person kind of leans forward a little bit. And then you come up and, 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 and yeah, leave that head open. Where, they're, where, they're, where their head's going to be. And that, yeah. that's really like a true boxer. You can see that when another guy is slipping punches, mm. they still can can kind of guess after a few rounds when they start to fill each other out you can you, yeah, you yeah. can guess where the guy's going to be you, because you, he's seen when I do this and even the most seasoned boxer is going to to uh, because boxing is a lot about repetition they're yeah. going to do the same things when you do a certain thing and after yeah. you start to get accustomed to that like Marquez you 
you start learning, hey, this guy's going to be here at this moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, so much respect for Mexican, uh, or not just Mexican, I'm sorry, so much respect for boxing. I, I think that, a lot, you know, people have been calling it a dying sport for a decade uh, now. Um, look at the money that goes into it, look at the paydays that come out of it, you know? And that's a terrible thing, though, because, like, the promotions, yeah. the promotional aspect of it is what is killing it, in my opinion. So, but that being said, the, the true sport, the guys that are in there doing, doing the work, Dude, nothing but pure respect for those guys. Oh god, I mean, yeah. so much that goes into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. You know I'm a huge MMA fan too. Yeah. But I, still I love, don't I love compare boxing. the two. Well, I'm you... literally comparing them right now. Yeah. But because <laughs> yeah. everybody else does. You yeah. know what I mean? But you but, can't. It's apples yeah, and oranges. I do apples not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you know. Two different things. Like people. They're are... two completely different sports, and 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 people that compare them. It bothers me that people compare them because they say, oh, this one takes more skill or that one, whatever. Yeah, because you, know you got to I mean? memorize these these different techniques and stuff. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, you, oh, you, you say that. You got those MMA guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, in MMA, you got to be able to grapple and you got to be able to box and you got to be able to do this. Well, yeah, but so but what's the difference works. between being a jack of all trades and a master of one? Yeah. I mean, a boxer is truly a master of one single of thing. Of craft, yeah. And, yeah. And, and MMA guys, uh, this is not to dog MMA, they're not masters of any of that stuff. Even those yeah. guys that call themselves uh, third-degree black belts in this Brazilian, and that. He's a Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu master and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, but you still... These people are not studying that one thing yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? They're mixing up a bunch of things with it. You know, a lot of them came in already knowing boxing. their craft or, yeah. or boxing or jiu-jitsu or wrestling, you know. So, true, they're more outstanding at that specific aspect of, of the game but, but then they gotta add, at the end of the day they gotta add so much yeah, yeah you're putting too much in the pot and it's overfilling so yeah. there's not there's no true masters in there in my opinion you know what yeah, I, mean? I mean although I do love the sport I love to watch it I love I, I even like the grappling aspect of it when the right. fans are booing and, yeah. and I I love that aspect of it I mean a good oh I almost dropped it a, a good uh, example of that is Look at Conor McGregor. This guy was knocking people out. Knocked out Aldo in, what, 13 seconds. Yeah. Just shit talking, busting people up, you know? Yeah. He couldn't bust up Diaz. I mean, he was he was hitting him, but he couldn't drop him. Diaz said, we're wrestling. And he took his back, and that was it. Yeah. That was it, you and know? And Diaz is a good boxer for good boxer. MMA. Yeah, oh yeah. And Conor McGregor, probably the best boxer for MMA. in MMA. Yeah. But you put him in a boxing ring... And you get the result of a 41-year-old man who's smaller than him knocking yeah. him out. A guy yeah. that can't knock people out, according to Dana White, his hands are made of glass and he can't knock people out. Well, he TKO'd just knocked him. you out. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Your, your yeah, so, so, I mean, you know, that's yeah. the difference. You're talking about professionals in their craft. And that was a thing that I, people were saying that like, oh, Connor used to box. He used to be a boxer. And it's like, right. well, you know Amateur what? boxing People background. used to work in the kitchen. He used to be a fry cook. Doesn't mean he's a doesn't chef he's now. Chef. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a chef now, you know. And that was the thing. Was that's like, a good metaphor. Yeah. Because if you think about it, exactly. that's what Conor McGregor is. You know what I mean? He had some experience in it. It served him well because he got a huge oh, yeah. payday. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it also served Floyd Mayweather well because he got Floyd Mayweather got too. his big payday. Yeah. And what it but was, I think it was really damaging for the sport of boxing, in my opinion. I, and and yeah, I said MMA this before the yeah. I mean, I said this before that. I think we had happen. this conversation said, before. Boxing is yeah. This match between Mayweather and 
McGregor is a no-win situation for boxing. Yeah. No matter what the outcome is, MMA wins and boxing loses. And that's the reason why I didn't agree with the fight. I didn't want to see the fight. But that being said, before the fight even happened, I knew what the outcome was going to be. A lot of people said... Dude, McGregor, McGregor Mayweather does, does not have the hands to knock out McGregor. This is going to go to a decision. Mayweather is going to win by decision. And I told people, he's going to gas him. Yeah, Mayweather <laughs> is going to knock him out. I I hate to tell you, boxers know how to punch. Oh yeah, even glass hands Mayweather knows how to punch, and he can hurt you. What was and this? he hurts people on a regular basis. He doesn't have an extremely long. <laughs> Ask Ricky Hatton. What's that? Oh, Ask Ricky, Ricky Hatton. Hatton. Yeah. Perfect example. Perfect example. Yeah, no. he knocked Ricky, Ricky Hatton out. So bad. You know, yeah. it was a bad knockout. And he's you know? knocked guys out through his whole career. Even in, in even as he got older, he was the guys he didn't guys. knock out were great fighters. Were you know? great fighters, dude. The Canelo, you know. Yeah. And now we're gonna shift. And he, we're gonna and end up shifting the... to this Mayweather McGregor thing. Uh, yeah. No disrespect to Ruiz because I just want to say congratulations to you. We'll shift Deserve that every. Every bit of that. And, oh, and without a doubt. you worked your yeah. ass off for it. And, dude, anybody, Stephen A. Smith, that's calling you Butterbean, uh, uh, total disrespect. Yeah. Uh, somebody who works as hard as you should not have to deal with that type of criticism, especially after you just won especially the heavyweight championship of the world and unified the belts. And, in that fashion. You didn't even, I mean, you didn't even look tired. That That's the thing. People yeah, tell, they call him. still hopping around in the second oh, yeah. round. Yeah. If you, if it's, I love that, like, on one of the highlights... You could see uh, the third round after he dropped. After he got dropped, came back, dropped him twice. He goes back to his corner, but they, they kind of cut it off real quick. But he does like the uh, the old school DMX like second sign to yeah. his corner. He's yeah, because like, he's so excited, like like he's like it's yeah. a fight now. He's because that's what he wanted. That's what I it love was so about awesome. the guy. Now, now we're going. Now we're going back to Ruiz. Yeah, forget about the Mayweather thing. Yeah, but that's what I loved about him. That when he went down after that first knockdown, and he got back up. The look in his eyes was, "All right, it's a fight. Now you got to fight, motherfucker. You it's wanted that song. one, yeah, yeah. You wanted one. Here it is. Yeah, that was that was a, a really uh, brilliant time in boxing. You know, everybody calls it uh, the biggest upset in boxing history. I don't agree I don't, with that. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah. Well, you yeah. and me are on the same page then, because Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson. Was that was a huge upset because Buster Douglas had already established himself as a guy that did not belong there. Yeah. He already had a long career that established him as a, as a guy that didn't belong in the ring with Mike Tyson. Ruiz hasn't had a chance to fail yet. Like, he has he had, done nothing but win. He, he had, had that won one loss. That, that he, he probably should have won. Sounds pretty controversial to me. Yeah. I've watched some of the highlights. I haven't watched the whole entire fight. But it sounds pretty controversial That's the benefit of being the hometown when boy. you're in New Zealand and you're fighting against the guy. And yeah. even one of the judges scored it a draw. If, yeah. if one of the New Zealand judges scored it a draw... You did something in there. Yeah, you didn't yeah. just go in there and, and, and get handled for 12 rounds. Exactly, right? yeah. And Which, speaking of that, uh, uh, at the end of that 12th round, when I was watching the highlights, he still looks like he has energy in that fight. Yeah. Uh, from a bigger guy, you know, with a gut. And, and that's the thing. is like, I I got I want to give props to Tyson Fury because he's one of the only guys that I've seen that even before this even fight before happened. before the fight, he knew. He was like, this is a guy in pushover. Because he's, he's yeah. watched Ruiz's career. He's even said, like, I don't know the guy personally, but I've watched his career. Right. And he and as a boxer, when you're really truly looking for opponents, because you want to test yourself. That's what they say, you know. And when you're in that fighting world, you want to see who's the biggest and the baddest motherfucker out there. So you want to test yourself. So you 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 watch the ranks. Who's coming up? Who's coming? Up? Who's who's? You're not just looking at like okay, 
Wilder, Joshua, that's it. No, 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 no. You're looking to see who, who's the next prospect coming up. This guy looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to, let's give him a shot, which is what happened with Ruiz. He, he had his chance, and I don't think Hearn gave him the shot because of we, they watched him and saw how he became. They gave him the shot just because he was the only that would accept it because Miller I lost. I heard, or, or maybe I was just it. watching some obscure YouTube video, but I, I, it was somebody in the Joshua camp that when they brought up the name Ruiz, uh, one of the people said, we want somebody that's not going to get killed in there. Yeah, that, there was I a was rumor like, that going around. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was that like, aspect. what? That's what they thought of Ruiz. <laughs> they thought that, in. yeah. And, and I, it might have just been that one guy. But that, 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 that thing is like, that was kind of the story before the fight. Like, he's going to mop the floor with them. This yeah. guy, oh, God, you know, let's just get this over with. You know, it's a quick, easy American debut. And it was Tyson Fury who said, this fight is going to be harder than the, the original guy, Baby Miller. Baby Miller, yeah. Uh, Big Baby Miller. I forgot his name. Yeah. Uh, the Jermaine. steroid freak. Yeah, the guy was on, like, so many different performance enhancing drugs. He failed four tests with three different... Yeah, they were all feet. from Mexico, too. Yeah, how, the Mexico. How ironic. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I think Joe Rogan said that. It was funny. How ironic that, that the guy who get tested for the Mexican drugs to fight with doesn't fight but the guy like the who Mexican, comes in yeah, comes knocks him out without the Mexican drugs yeah. <laughs> well there was Mexican drugs in there, but they were tacos and Modellos tacos and Modellos and that's kind of one of the things that like I get the jokes you know and it's funny but then some people now are using that I've seen some comments where people are being pretty they're racist they're against being it. harsh yeah like, like here you want a fucking burrito and this shit like you know what dude like I would love for you to go in that ring and just be like, oh, this fat monkey. Okay, we'll get in the ring with him. Right. Let's see what that burrito do to you. Because right. <laughs> I guarantee you, you ain't lasting more than two rounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and Tyson Fury even said it when they were talking about, you know, Joshua didn't prepare. Did you see his physique? Right. That doesn't look like somebody who's not prepared to fight. Yeah. Almost always prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've, if you've listened to the commentators before the fight, where they, they ham up. Joshua, like, look, you know, he's, he's like a cartoon character. If you would to draw up the heavyweight champ of the world, this yeah. is what he would look this like. This is what he would look like, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's Insane. like you said, bodybuilders have their own sport. Boxing has their own sport. Bodybuilders aren't boxers. And they cannot last in the, in the ring against no. a, a true athlete, who a, a master of his craft. Exactly, basically. who has, even though he's a he looks like a, a, a fat guy. In retrospect, there were so many red flags. That should have popped up for Joshua. The 105 uh, amateur fights that he had, the 30. 105 to 5. Plus, yeah. yeah, 30 something. Two junior plus Olympic gold medals. Two, two junior yeah. Olympic gold medals. I mean, there were so many red flags that should have Everybody popped overlooks up on, that. in Joshua's camp that should have said, this guy is a seasoned veteran and he knows how to fight. Yeah. Guys like you or guys like uh, Wilder. Wilder or guys like Tyson Fury. I honestly believe that. That Ruiz's hardest fight would be against Tyson Fury. Oh yeah, because of their styles. Just the, their styles match up in a way that I think that would be a true huge fight. You know yeah, because I mean? like that a, would be one for the ages. That would be one to watch for sure. Oh yeah, and you know everybody's gonna go Fury for it because of what Fury did with Wilder. Yeah. But if you look at Wilder, the, 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 I, I agree with that, and I think that Tyson Fury would give Ruiz a, a serious hard time. The only problem being is that Ruiz, this supposed fat body, is so fucking fast. And, yeah. and Tyson oh, Fury yeah. is slower than Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is slow. 
Tyson Fury is even slower, but he's, but got he's good more feet. skilled. He, 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 does, he knows how to move. Great yeah. ring movement. If, exactly. When you watch the highlights of Ruiz and Joshua, and and you see the way Ruiz stalks Joshua around, oh the yeah, the small it's guy, beautiful, cutting him off. You know what I mean? Not letting slip him get... it, slipping the hold, pushing them off, oh, and get the yeah. more punches on that. Oh, when they were in the clinch, it was beautiful because oh, yeah. people don't give boxers a lot of credit for dirty boxing. That's what my dad used to call it when I was. It's what yeah, it's what still called dirty boxing. boxing, and that yeah. comes with a season belt. Yeah, it's called boxing in the clinch. Mm-hmm. When you're in the clinch, this is what you do, and it's so automatic for him. Literally every single time that Joshua would try to tie him up, right away it was his elbow in his neck, or it was his forearm in his neck, and he was throwing right, right to hooks ribs. to the body, yep. and he was swinging him. Oh, you yeah. Know, you can't get a lot of leverage he, when you're he, in the clinch, one up top. but he was swinging him. I mean, he was thudding I guarantee you that Joshua... He felt him. Being at the hospital or, or seeing the doctors after the fight, I guarantee you it had nothing to do with his head. Oh, it was his I body. I guarantee you the whole right side of his body was tatted up. Dude, I seen one punch in that fight where uh, Andy Ruiz threw a... I think it was a right cross to Joshua's chest. It hit Ooh, him yeah. almost right in the heart. But the camera angle was behind Joshua, and you just seen his back fold. Fold, Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a hard puncher. He's got speed. He's got experience. I mean, he's not going away easily. And I'm not going to go out on a limb and and make the claim that Ruiz is here to stay and he's going to remain the heavyweight champion. I don't. I don't know enough about the cat to to say that. All I can guarantee you, definitely a contender, though. Yeah. All I can tell you right now is that he's not going anywhere easily. Yeah, he's, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna make any you, guy that gets in there with him is gonna have to work for it. Yeah, and, and everybody's like, everybody's saying that Wilder's gonna he'll crush him or kill him. Right. Like, that's with any fight. If Wilder lands his loaded yeah. up slow haymaker, right hand haymaker, that literally comes from a mile away. Yeah, then then okay, but that's any boxer. That it any, happened to Fury. Any guy, yeah, it happened to Fury, but he got up. Yeah. But when you got a boxer with that speed, and and it's it's that uh, what do you call that? Where you don't expect it, that unexpected speed yeah. that you think like, oh, this guy, I can just, I'm just gonna throw this haymaker. Next thing you know, he's to the right of you, hitting you with a left cross, and you're like, yeah. oh crap, what the hell just happened? A left and a right because he is a great counterpuncher and he has fast hands. Yeah. That while he's mid through that punch, he's getting hit probably twice. Yeah. And know? that would be the problem that I would see if Tyson Fury and Andy Ruiz fought each that other. Counter-punch. Is that is that Andy Ruiz? is faster. His hands are way faster than Tyson Fury's. That being said, Tyson Fury has negated a lot of people's speed in his career. Mm-hmm. He's gone against fast fighters before and beat the fucking piss out of them. And the reason why is because it's not always about speed. Sometimes it's just about timing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's about throwing the right punch at the exactly. right time. Exactly. Keeping that jab Evaluating out. a guy, knowing where the guy's going to be, throwing the right punch at the right time. You catch him off balance a lot of times, you take all of his motivation out of him. You know what I mean? You know who and, and, and that person doesn't, it, it don't necessarily have to be a knockout punch, but if you catch him at the right time, at the right moment, he's going down. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and not necessarily, even if he doesn't go down, he's going to, he's going to lose a lot of that gusto that he came into the Yeah. Fight. I don't want to, I don't want to throw those gonna, punches. And yeah. And that's what I saw a lot of from Anthony Joshua was that he was hesitant to throw and he knew he could hurt Ruiz. Round, yeah. yeah, he knew he could hurt Ruiz because he had already done it in the fight, but he didn't want the backlash. I don't think it. he even hurt him. Like I was listening to one guy, he was like, "Look right here," or I think it was Compton's, who was like, "Ruiz is on uh, shaky feet." Ruiz was not shaky feet. No, Joshua no. was trying to grab him, and he was trying to push Joshua off. And then, literally two hooks later, Joshua was Bambi on ice. You know, yeah. his 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 legs stiffened up, and he couldn't move. And, and 
the commentators kind of went quiet for a second. And it, it was just like, Joshua's hurt. He's hurt. <laughs> like, they kind of like. The amazing thing to me watching the fight <coughs> was me. that I know that was a huge surprise. It's so funny in the in the post-fight presser, too, when they're talking to Andrew Reese afterwards and, and they're asking him, what about the knockdown in the third round? And Andrew Reese goes, I know, that's crazy that that happened. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a true Mexican answer right yeah, there. Yeah, he's like, that's crazy, I, that was, huh? I couldn't believe that happened. I know, huh? <laughs> I know, huh? I know, huh? <laughs> that was crazy. And I just thought, oh, man, what just happened? Well, I got to get, you know, I got to return the favor. Yeah. That was, that was That's awesome. the mentality. the Mexican mentality. And the, the thing is, like, what I love about it is, like, you got all these, uh, what do they call them? Casuals who just dogging and talking shit. But people who are in the fighting world, they know and they're acknowledging. Even like, it's crazy. A lot of the MMA guys are giving props to them. Like you, you read what Conor McGregor wrote about, you know, I know firsthand fighting Mexicans. <laughs> they keep getting up like out of something out of Thriller, you know, that granite chin, you know, and he's like, God bless Mexicans, you know. And well, uh, I used to have a roommate when I was in Job Corps who, uh, uh, we used to play, uh, what was the boxing game back then? Mike Tyson's Punch Out or No, no, it was a it was a it was a more recent one. It was on PlayStation. I can't remember what it was. I remember called. I used to play they had they had uh De La Hoya's uh, I think that was what it was. There was what De La Hoya's and Roy Jones had one. There was yeah. like he fight there was that fight. It was like Roy Jones knockout or something yeah. or, or But anyway we were playing one of those and I was Julio Cesar Chavez and I can't remember who he picked. But anyway we're we're playing the video game and we're boxing with each other or whatever and I used to love He that. got mad at me at one point because I was beating his ass and uh I was using, you know, Chavez, who was 130 pounds or something at the time, and, and, and on the video game or whatever. And uh, he he was using a middleweight, I think. And, yeah, uh, there was a glitch. And Chavez was Chavez was, you know, I'm whooping his ass with Chavez, and, and after a little bit, he gets mad and throws a rec- uh, the controller, and he goes, "That's only because he says that's only because Mexicans have thick skulls." <laughs> what's funny? And I told him, "You want to know what's funny, Jamie?" I told him, "We say the same thing about you." <laughs> What's funny is I had a buddy of mine who used to play on, I think it was a PlayStation 2, maybe 3, but it was the Roy Jones. That's a beer, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you don't mind me drinking while we do this. And uh, it was, uh, I think it was the Roy Jones fight night, Roy Jones knockout. Uh, But I would always be uh, like Marco Antonio Barrera or Eric Morales, and he would be, I I think he was Muhammad Ali one time, and I knocked him out with Marco Antonio Barrera, knocking out Muhammad Ali. Then he was George Foreman, and I knocked out Eric Morales. <laughs> Eric Morales, who was like, what, a buck ten? <laughs> right. Like, he looks like a twig, but he has those, the hand speed. And he, same thing, he was mad through his controller. He's like, how are you so good? I was like, I don't know, dude. It's just it's just one of those things. And it's you, almost, know, you know what's funny is is a lot of people, uh, they, they a lot of critics of, like, the, the lighter weights in boxing say, oh, well, these guys are so tiny. They were the best ones. I love yeah, watching those guys. But... What people don't understand is they're not that small. No, it's like that's their fighting. Yeah, you know they're fighting at that weight. And and I told one a friend of mine. She was telling me once. She said, "How do you guys get into this? Like these guys weigh? I think we were watching a welterweight fight. She goes, these guys weigh like 140 something pounds. Like how how are you, how are you really into these like little people fighting each other? I told her these are not little people. Like they're fighting at 147 pounds or whatever. And they've cut weight, you know, yeah. 
so they dehydrated themselves to get to 147. But normally, you'd put them closer to 160. Not normally, sorry. 150 ish. You would would put them to 160 a couple days before the fight. A lot of times when they get into the fight, they're actually weighing closer to 160. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you add that 10 pounds of water that they dehydrated themselves. Now, you also add the factor that they're in the middle of training. Yeah. Add another 10 pounds. So now they're at 170. So you got a guy who's 5'8 and 170 pounds. Now you add to the fact that he's in the middle of his career. He's an athlete, so he's in very good shape. So he's at that age he can do that. Yeah. That body's Add another 10 pounds. Now he's 180 pounds. Now retire that guy and get him off of the exercise and all of this stuff. Add another 20 pounds. You're talking about a guy who's 5'8 and 200 pounds and still in pretty fucking good still shape. Still looks like he's Still rock way you. better shape than me. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. This is a 200-pound guy of muscle. You know what I'm saying? And people just don't... And knows how to punch. Yeah, people just don't factor those weight. They think that the weight class is, is what the guy's walking around at. That is oh, not yeah, the case at all. Yeah, I know because I, when I was in high school, there was a... a he was a semi-pro or, or just turned pro uh, boxer, and he weighed normally, you know, walking around, he weighed about 160. He fought at like 115, dude. You know what I mean? So you would see I him mean, in class, like and you're like, what fighter. happened to you? Yeah. You anorexic? Do we do do, do we have well, this we actually talk? watched a fight of his. It was a four-rounder on ESPN. Oh, and, nice. he, and he was fighting another guy who was like six feet tall. Well, this guy's my height. He's five foot five. And he was fighting another dude that was like six feet tall. Oh, man. And dude, it, it was so Locked sad him. because we were so happy to see him, to finally see him on TV. Just to see him on He the... could not, get, he didn't have the Andrew, Andrew Ruiz style to be able to get inside. But I mean, dude, Joshua had like eight inch Eight inches pen. on him, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and on that a four meant inch height. nothing to Ruiz because of that boxing experience. I know how to fight guys with long arms. I've done it, you know, 105 times. So, you know... It's, it's just it's amazing to me the the lack of understanding of boxing I think is what's killing it too you oh, know, yeah. the promotional aspect of it and then the lack of understanding of it and it takes a long time to really understand it and they talk about uh, people that start to study something um, that they call it the Dunning-Kruger effect and that's where somebody that somebody begins to start to gain knowledge of a certain subject and they're so naive because they start to understand it a little bit that they think they know more than they do. It's like psychology 101. As they start learning more and more about it, they start realizing that they know less and less they, about they it. They know nothing about it. And yeah. that's the reason why the guys who are experts seem like the most timid about making those de- definitive statements because those are the guys that they know realize I, as much as I've learned about boxing over my however many years I've been doing it, I realize now that I know dick about it. You know yeah, I mean? so much can happen in a ring. Oh, that yeah. You don't even know. Like, like with the, the, it's the, the one X punch guy. lock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that X. Okay. It's, <laughs> I like saying this to the millennials out there. It's like when you, those, those kids who are 18 years old going to college and they take psychology 101, all of a sudden they know everything. They're, they're, they're diagnosing you. Yeah. They're like, well, my professor said this, and as they get a little... And that is the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yep, that exactly. Is, and as that, they learn a little bit more, they get even more definitive and more bold and cocky, you know, yeah. that, that I know more than you. But well, then, then they think they're experts, yeah. Exactly. And, and then the more they actually learn, the more they realize... And they start really becoming know. experts. Yeah. They're like, oh, shit, I, uh, I didn't yeah. know. I, I was naive and young. And that's why there's an excuse of... I was young and naive. I didn't know yeah. because every we had this this conversation. Every person's done it. Like, well, my dad told me. We're gonna stuff. have to edit that out. We didn't have this cock. 
<laughs> we had a conversation. This, this is this is stuff. <laughs> what did I say? We had this talk. You're like, oh, I thought you said we had this talk. No, so we had this talk. <laughs> I thought you were like mixing conversation with talk. Yeah, we had this talk. No a conversation. So we had this talk. <laughs> we're we're. And now our podcast has been ruined. Our first podcast ever. That's that's why it's the first. <laughs> but it's it's that that stuff that my dad told me and I just shrugged it off whatever old man you don't know anything yeah. he's like I'm telling you you're not the first one who's ever done it yeah. and then as I got older and luckily was smart enough to have the hindsight and look back and be like you started to realize you don't know everything yeah and yeah. everything my dad told me was exactly right yeah. and and it I came to fruition like everything yeah and you're like oh my god and then now with my little brother who's 18 now I'm trying to do the same thing but he and I'm like I see I'm glad that I'm kind of at that age where I still remember, even though my memory's going bad. <laughs> and I still remember what my dad told me, and I still remember how I acted, and I see it in him, and I'm trying to break the cycle, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a tough thing, breaking that cycle. Yeah. But it's... But you don't, though. You never break it, because, like, when I look at Chino... Of all of humanity, yeah. Uh, when I look at Chino, I see myself when I was his age, and... The only thing I can think to do is just try to influence him. Like, exactly. That's what I'm like, hey... 90% of the time, he's not going to listen to me because it's coming from a daddy figure. You know what I mean? And so, so, dude, I remember, like, teaching him some of the fundamentals of football uh, before he ever became, before he ever started playing football. And uh, I was teaching him some of these things, and I was like, oh, yeah, his brain's like a sponge. He's just going to absorb all of this, you know? Well, then he started playing football in middle school. And totally different. He came, well, he came. I remember him coming home to me sometimes, and he'd say, "Oh, my coach taught me this cool thing." And I'm, I'm like, "Dude, I've told you that a hundred times." You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And you're like, but it's like a mental block that they have. You know, if, it's yeah. coming from a parent. I, you know, I got a. I, they don't yeah. know anything. Yeah. But, but if when it somebody, comes from a complete stranger, then it's then it's if something. Okay. They must. They must know what they're talking about. Or even like someone that like. They look up to like a, like a friend of the family tells them they could, yeah. your dad could tell you the this one thing and then they could tell you the exact same thing five minutes later and then they'll come to you and be like oh yeah oh, Jimmy over here told me this yeah. be like I just told you that no you didn't it's crazy how that it's, but that's just something that's part of all humanity and so ladies and gentlemen this was our first ever podcast uh, that's JJ Boots Guajardo and Ramon Chavron. And uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you guys for listening. Dos Pistoleros.